y'all. Welcome to Southern Bells. Hey, y'all. It's Brittany and Beth. So, we're glad that you could join in with us today to listen. Again, if you're interested, you can follow us on Facebook at Southern Bells Faith, Food, and Fitness. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey friends, so today's episode, we're bringing you our Sunday morning um, talk, and Beth and I are on like a series kick. Beth has been um, sharing the ladies of the Bible, which I absolutely look forward to every time she does it, and then this week I'm excited because guess who it is? Who? Elizabeth. Oh, I love it. And then like I've been, I started last week sharing, um, the, uh, like the recovery series. So yeah, I think it's very important that, you know, we, we commit to something, which is also what we talked about on our podcast the other night is our commitment. And I feel like it's important that we follow through. So we're going to start our Sunday morning series out with our authentic living, which we did talk a little bit about um, before with um, Candace Cameron Bure. And, you know, I love her series. I love her honesty. Like, I love her openness. Um, I love her in all of her Hallmark movies, too. That's just a so. Why Candace went that way in her career because she doesn't want to deny God in front of anyone and she preaches it every day. I don't know if you follow her on Instagram or not, but she's pretty amazing and she is preaching about the Lord every single day. Um, she doesn't want to do any movies or shows that will um conflict her, yeah, conflict yeah. her beliefs. So I think that's why she does the Hallmark movies, which is great. Um, made so, the, the Fuller House very classy again. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's like Nathan has a cousin who's into film work as well. And mm-hmm. she's a Christian. And yeah, I know. just saw her in her first film like the other week and it was break every and it was amazing I'm in that one too but then I was just telling Beth about the movie um God's Not Dead 2 and in this movie Melissa Joan Hart plays in this movie yeah. so y'all are I know that Sabrina the Teenage Witch is Melissa Joan Hart and yes. um, my favorite line from that movie was that um she's going through and her dad tells her, just remember, during the hardest times, the teacher is always the quietest during the test. Because she felt like she was going through all of this hard stuff. And she didn't feel like she could feel or hear God as easily um, as what she had been friend. And her dad just reminded her that um, God was still there. Anyway, can't sense it. Yeah, I think you froze up there for a moment. Um, So what was the last thing you said there? That her dad was just telling her that um, God is always there, even when you can't sense it. Sometimes he's waiting to see how we respond to what he's taught us. Right, exactly. Um, And just like you were saying with Candace Cameron Bray, are you going to stand against your faith or are you going to stand with your faith? 
Well, we're definitely standing with it, that's for sure, and uh, want to be an advocate for Christian life and teaching people about the love of the Lord and the the harvest that you reap from that. I guess it's a good way to say that. The harvest that we reap from doing the work. Well, and it makes me think of the scripture. That work is it up. Yeah. So it says in Luke, student is not a teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will become like the teacher. Luke 640. That is great that you found that to go along with what you were teaching us. So I'm definitely going to watch. I've seen God's Not Dead one. And I'm definitely going to watch two because number one, I do love Melissa Joan Hart in that movie. It was amazing. And uh, of course, we all know I love Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the original series. They did a new series on it. It's yeah, not the same. Not the same. Mm-mm. I stopped watching it. And I love all the witchy things and I stopped watching it. Yeah. Okay. So another thing we talked about <laughs> is going through the authentic living um, devotional journal because you she gives you questions and answers and you write them down um, as another series that we're going to do for Sunday until we get through how many, is it like 21 days, I think? I think it's like 21 days. Brittany and I already, have already done the work because we went through the entire journal already. Um, but it starts out in Deuteronomy, seeking God first, chapter six, one through nine. And I'm just going to read those right quick. And then I've got some questions to follow along. This is the command, the statues and the ordinance, the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you so that you may follow them in the land. You're about to enter purposes. Do this so that you may fear the Lord, your God, all of the days of your life by keeping all of his statues and commands. I am giving you your son and your grandson, and so that you may have a long life. Listen, Israel, listen, Israel, and be careful to follow them so that you may prosper and multiply greatly because the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you a land following with milk and honey. Listen, Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord, your God, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. Oh, I love that. These words that I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them to a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your city's gates. I love it. The Lord, our God, the Lord, one, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all of your soul and all of your strength. I read that very same scripture just before we got on this call where it says children to bind them up on your bedpost, to write it on your hand. Like Mm -hmm. you think about that, y'all, like. God teaches us so much if we're willing to just stop and listen. But then too, it's also our job to be teachers. And as we've talked on here before, to be disciples for Christ, right? Mm -hmm. So we may be the only Bible that someone ever picks up. They may never 
actually physically pick up a Bible to read it. But just like in a couple of movies I've watched recently, someone will be like, how do you do it? How do you go day to day with all that you have faced in your lifetime, but yet you still have joy, you still have peace, and you still have comfort? And the answer is always Jesus. The answer is always Jesus. Yeah. And we could do it if we didn't have Jesus, right? So I um I saw a little series um yesterday that was talking about a miscarriage, right? So this this mom had a miscarriage and she was really struggling with it, which I can read that and I know Beth that she's really struggling with it. And God spoke to her and let her know that she might not see that child right now, but Mm -hmm. when she gets to heaven, she will know that child. She will see that child. She will hold that child. And it's just getting there. It's a matter Mm -hmm. of getting there. And you have to do what is appropriate, you know, in your life to get there. My apologist that all this week um, brought up Texas, the shooting in Texas, mm. and was talking to me a little bit about this shooting, which is very hard. For me. And Beth and I have talked. It's an emotional subject, and he was emotional about it. And we were talking about this and the circumstances in in the state of our country. And one thing that he said that I was kind of like, you know. Yes and no. He was talking about how teachers, he didn't feel that they should be armed. Like, he's like, how crazy is it to, you know, to put a gun in the hands of teachers and that's what, you know, may be happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm comment, I said, yeah, but how crazy is it as parents, we can't even send our children to school without fear because it has not become a place of safety anymore. It is not. Right. You're right. And I read something or seen something back right after that happened where 90% of after school shooters are raised, are young people, are young people that have been through the system, have went through all the active shooter drills. They know what's going to happen so they can wipe out more people that way they were raised in like when I went to school we didn't have active shooter drills because that just didn't happen yeah I mean we had fire and tornado and that was it that was it yeah so these shooters that are doing this are actually raised up through the learning the drills and what to do and what to ask for like one of the things were one of the kids said that the shooter was asking them um, if you need help, yell. Well, that's one thing they tell you not to do because that alerts the shooter to where you are. So the shooter knew to ask this because they were taught that in the drills. Yeah. So, well, yeah. and that's, and even I, our little podunk town, we had more bomb threats than I care to ever oh, admit. we did have those. And we yeah, that was, for that. Again, and a lot of times it was kids just wanting to get out of class. That's, that's what I was going to say. And yeah. here's my issue with that. Treat it as if it is a problem and right. they need to face consequences for that. And it's more than just an expulsion. Exactly. And we, my husband and I were talking about this um, 
in terms of drug overdoses, like, right? So some people can't afford to buy an EpiPen that they need for some allergies, but yet they will not can someone multiple times and there's no repercussions for it. And that, and um, what's the other drug that they use to get them off of drugs? Um, Suboxone. Yeah, uh, all of of that's free, but diabetes medication, and you're right, the EpiPen, life-saving medicines, cost thousands of dollars and people can't afford them but yet they'll give these drug users these these free drugs to help them i'm not saying that you don't help them i'm not oh, at no, all no, saying no. me either but, either not at all what i am saying is that there needs to be consequences for these actions like mm-hmm. there there's someone that i know that 13 times she has been brought back from a drug overdose oh 13 times so, and this has been times when her children have been in her vehicle and um, this has been times like that she's done it once and within a couple hours done it again, like throw her in jail. Like, I'm sorry. You know that she has them, you know, that, you know, they have been on her and she's done this repeatedly throw her in jail. I, I don't know how you would do it more. Hope they are safe it's just it's heartbreaking it is genuinely heartbreaking but there's a lack of respect for our educators and that's a problem right I agree I agree so here's some questions that I have for you guys and this could all tie in is is keeping your children at home and homeschooling them something that you would be interested in or are you fearful of sending them into the schools um, cause I know I would be, I mean, honestly, sometimes you're forced into homeschooling, whether you want to do it or not. <laughs> sometimes you are, um, a lot of people seen that during COVID and realized they couldn't be teachers to their own children. And there's lots of different types of schools now that your children can attend. There's tons of Christian schools. Most of them are pretty affordable, um, that don't have to, follow the same guidelines that public schools do um, and can have their own um, officers there because they pay them out of their own pocket from the tuition that the children are paying. And there's, there's tons of options. So with that being said, my first question that I want you guys to think about for the rest of the week is what are your priorities in life? What are your priorities? Um, I am going to actually give you my answers that I write down, raise my children to be great adults, parents that love, that love the Lord, love my husband, even when it's hard to, because sometimes we know that Mm -hmm. it is and, um, just keep sharing everything we can to, to help someone be a friend. So, so I had a heart to heart talk with my brother a couple Mm -hmm. of days ago and, I've talked to Beth about this and I've talked to my other friend about this. Like he's getting married and it's hard to believe that he's getting married. You know, it seems like he's so young, but I I spoke with him and we really talked like for a long time. I mean, almost probably 45 minutes. I got to talk to him and for the first time in a long time, got to talk to him like more than just a quick ask. Hey, I need to know conversation and he asked me to pictures for and I'm stressed about it just a little bit um 
not because I don't want to do it, just because it's a responsibility. Like it's an important day. And I want to talk to him about it and, and let him know that, you know, I hope he's not offended, but I was going to check into some photographers in their area to see if, you know, one would be available to do this. And, and if I have to, I would pay for it, um, to be done. But in the midst of our conversation, he, he validated something like I have felt my entire life with him but it was just kind of reassuring to know like that our relationship is still there. So <laughs> he said that it his fiance that I am not just a sister to him. Like I am basically his skin mother. Like people always thought that he was mine. Always. He was always with me. We always did things together. I always babysat him. It was almost like, you know, we were more mom and son rather than sister and brother mm-hmm. and I have always felt that way my it was kind of validating to to you know hear him say that and to still view that relationship in that sense and then he um was talking about his new job his new house and you know now his his future wife and their relationship and was talking about what God has brought him from so I shared with Beth a couple of weeks ago when we went on our mud run that mm-hmm. my brother went through where he was cutting himself. He was in a very depressed state and it was doing these things. And he, I never bring this up. I never bring this up. He brought it up. And he said, sis, you know, as well as I do that I, where I was at, he said, you know where I was at. He said, you were the one that pulled me out of it. He said, you were the one that called me out of it. You were the one that caught me doing it. You were the one that brought it to light and, and forced me into getting help. And he yeah. said, God has really worked all of this together in my life. And he said, and for the first time in my life, I feel like I belong. And he said, and for the first time, I feel that I have found someone with whom my heart desires. And the fact that like, I was able to have this adult conversation with my baby brother and to hear him give honor and validation to God and to really put his strength and his future in God's hands made my heart smile. Like I just had a different piece about everything. You you have a piece now. That's what I was gonna say. You finally found your piece about it. That's well, a- and I, I, I am. I have always supported his decision in this. I have, but I questioned whether it was for him or for everybody else. And I feel like now, I know in my heart that the decisions that he made were the decisions for him and his future and his future wife. And I'm very proud of him. Yeah, that's amazing. It goes back to, are we doing what we're called to do? Even when we feel like we're not doing it well enough, like there, during this time that he was talking about, I felt like I needed to be doing more. I felt like I wasn't doing what God really wasn't, was instructing me to do, but then there's the proof. Like it didn't matter what I thought. It was what God put into motion. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So 
I mean, it just was reassuring and a reminder that no matter what you think, um, God is in this. God has got it and he's going to work it out. That storm coming. Okay. Next question that I have for you to ask yourself. Why do you think God wants to be first in our lives? So we have to hurry. Brittany's got a storm coming. Um, I put down to save us, to love us, and to use us to show others the blessings he can provide. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Last question I want you to think about this week. Um, What might be of some benefits to obeying and following God? Eternal life with my family, peace, happy, happiness, and fearlessness is what I jotted down. Benefits of obeying and following God. The number one for me is eternal life with my family in heaven. Well, and that should be all of our number one. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I told him and my brother. I told him, I said, you know, Kim, at the end of the day, the only thing that truly matters is your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. my God, you ain't got nothing, my friends. And if, if nothing. And if you feel like you got nothing, then you truly ain't got God. Right, for sure. So go get him. So what prayer requests do you have this week? Still yourself, my sweet friend. <clears throat> Well, let me tell you a little bit about that situation. Um, It's looking good on the test strips. I don't know if it's these over-the-counter meds that I've been taking. I had a lot of back pain this morning, and now that I took it, it's gone a little bit. So test strip looked good this morning. So instead of me taking these another round of antibiotics right now, I think I'm going to try to treat it at home, drinking more water to flush it out of my system instead of relying on this medication that wreaks havoc on my body. I can't do it. I can't do another round of it right now. I can't. Yeah. So yeah, continue continue healing for me and this UTI. And then um, I feel like I had a prayer request, but I think maybe their prayer got answered. So I don't really, really have anything right now. Let me send Bessie now deal yeah so I think that's a good thing oh well you know I about lost my mind yesterday over the price of a wedding dress and um and then you know we have the septic problem today so <laughs> for me for that, yeah. <laughs> that. Right. um honestly I knew the wedding was going to be expensive but I never thought a dress would cost two thousand dollars either right right I mean, I was thinking 500, but I was shocked. You know, I was also shocked when I went to the grocery store the other day. It's getting, like, I really don't go to the grocery store very often, but I did the other day, and I just can't believe some of the prices. And I don't think we've begun to hit hit the high of it yet, because, um, I think a lot of people who had food and grain left over because all of that stuff is going up too, hadn't put in the full effects of the new prices for this year's harvest of the animals because the prices have 
went up on the feed. So therefore, when it's time to harvest the animals, we're going to see some high prices, some very high prices. Yeah, coming. for sure. Yeah, so unfortunately, the consumers are the ones that has to make up the cost of that. And if we want to have that certain cut of meat or that certain luxury, I guess you could say, it might be, it might be beneficial to become a vegetarian. I don't know. <laughs> to where you can grow everything your own and have your own animals and and all of that but yeah um, it's it's going to be quite the feat for sure yeah so be prepared be ready don't don't go out buying necessary things right now save your money for sure i think it's my turn to pray right <laughs> yes ma'am i'm praying i'm praying short but i'm afraid that i'm going to lose service entirely okay go for it we'll quit talking dear heavenly father we just thank you lord god for the blessings that you have given us god even for this rain that is coming yeah. lord we know that sometimes these storms come amongst us but lord we're thankful for the rain god we need the rain for these crops and the plants to grow and to be able to provide for our families lord we pray that you will just be with those that have less than others lord we know that time are about to be tough, but Lord God, we know that you are in command, Lord, that you are still in control. God, you're the same God today as you were yesterday, and God, you will be tomorrow. Lord, I pray that you will just continue to help us to stay focused on your bounty, Lord. Let us be thankful and grateful for what you have given us, Lord God. Let us only take what we need, Lord, and only what is necessary for our we pray that you will just continue to be with the farmers, Lord, as they do work the fields, Lord God. We know that the inflation of prices impacts more than what just our normal little people realize. God, we know that these things trickle down in a mighty way, Lord God, and not one person will go unaffected. God, we pray that you will just continue to be with our country, continue to open up the eyes of the leaders, Lord Jesus, and Lord, continue to help our world turn from their wicked ways so that we might focus and fix our eyes on you, Lord. God, we're thankful for the blessings that you have given us, Lord. We pray that you will just continue to bless our health, Lord, continue to restore us to better than we've ever God, we pray that we are focused on your word, Lord, on your blessing. You all the glory, Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray that you will just continue to be about us, Lord. Keep us safe and protect us, Lord God. And Continue to bless this ministry that we have, Lord. We thank you and we praise you in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, friend. Thank you so much for your beautiful prayers. Yes. Now get have an amazing Sunday, friends. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all.